Rental episode 129. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff. What's going on, guys? All right. If you enjoy our content, head on over to geekade.com where you're going to find podcasts on music, movies, video games, comics, and so, so much more. Geekade.com. What's your geek? Oh. We're almost at 130. Is that like a milestone number? Do people care about 30s? I care about 30s. Does nobody care until we get to 50? Is is 150 the next big one? I mean, if we're talking just those numbers, but I mean, you know, most most people go by birthdays. Oh. Nobody had a birthday, though, except America. And this podcast. Yeah. Happy birthday podcast. Because we're five years old as a podcast. And we act like it too. (laughs) It's weird. We'll get into it later in the show. I had ideas. I was like, let's take the let's take the time travel machine and see what happened five years ago today. It was all sad. It still sucked. Uh so we're not gonna do that, but we'll (laughs) we'll go into some topics first. We'll talk about how we've made it five years. I just let, let's take a moment at the top of the show. Uh, if you've listened to one episode, all the episodes, any minute of the episodes, and you've enjoyed it and you followed it, thank you. We we appreciate that. Five years and running, it's good stuff. You're Thanks. a trooper. Yeah, we're just three idiots who like hanging out and talking about video games and a lot of dumb crap. And we, we actually somebody- don't talk about. A lot of video games. We talked a lot <laughs> no. of dumb crap it, and some changed. video games. But if that makes you happy, that makes us happy. Thanks. That's why we're still doing it. Uh, but I, I kind of, I'm just chomping at the bit. I know Biff is too. Stranger Things. Yes. Here Season we four, go. part two dropped on July 1st. Kind of pissed. First reaction, pissed. So there was nine, almost nine hours of the first half of the season, seven episodes. <laughs> the second half is two episodes. Granted, it's one and a half hours and two and a half hours, <laughs> but could we not have divvied this up a little bit better? Like, I'm not saying from a storyline standpoint, the cut, the cut made sense uh, from uh, I'm in for a long weekend again standpoint. I was a little bit let down. I was ready for another like seven hour train. I'll be honest. I did research prior, like as soon as so you knew uh, part one ended, I knew I did some Ugh. looking like what it, what is part two going to look like? And it did say only a couple of ep- episodes. I, wish I knew that. So I for you so to bummed. shoot me the text and be like, oh, we only got two episodes. What <laughs> is this? And I was like, yeah, man, it sucks. This is yeah. <laughs> I, I had a a week or two to kind of prep for the disappointment. Yeah, I text Biff because I was like prepping because this was like this was the event Friday night into this weekend for my family. I staged my garage. We got a big TV out there. It's air conditioned. Nice finished garage. I had lights going. I had everything. I went to Walmart. I bought the Surfer Boy Stranger Things pizzas. I be uh, I bought the upside down, not actual chicken meat, chicken nuggets. It was a whole production. <laughs> we were going to settle in. And I was like, 
well, shit, I had enough food for like eight hours here, but we've only got four hours of show. Uh, so I was a little bit shocked, but um, I was shocked on how much food you bought. Yeah, Three it was too pizzas. much. <laughs> Who would do that? Eat it all. I was like, "What is this, yeah. Andy?" <laughs> yeah, he's actually he's like, "What are you, Andy?" I'm like, "No, I only bought three, not 10. <laughs> oh my gosh! But, uh, we scaled it back. I those those uh, four hours of show are very good. I I have to say, season four in and of itself is my favorite chunk of Stranger Things. I know there's a lot of good stuff in the other seasons as a cohesive like unit though. It's top notch, man. Like the new characters they introduce, the story beats, the 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 deep dive into like finally connecting some of the early lore. Man, it's a wild ride and it's so good. It is phenomenal. It was everything that I wanted it to be. Like I said in the last podcast, I was a little nervous. You know, sometimes there's there's moments in previous seasons they've dropped the ball and and you're like, oh, this isn't where I wanted to go. So, like I said, at part part one, we could have stopped and I'd have been content. Oh, yeah. And I was nervous that part two was going to start going downhill, but it just continued. And, oh, man, the story is so good. The visuals are so good. Getting answers for lots of things. Yes. Yeah. So awesome. Andy, did you did you jump into this? Yes. So I'm okay. About, <laughs> we were we were speaking very vaguely. Sure. Yeah, we don't want to ruin anything for anyone. I, I'm, so early. I'm only like yeah. three episodes in on the season, so I'm not too far in. Okay. But uh okay. yeah, I gotta agree with you so far. I mean, I think Eddie is probably one of the best characters yes. that they've written so we far. We love Eddie. Yes. I, I told uh that's what we were we chatted a little bit before because we were testing mics. Uh, I love Eddie as a character. I am not so big on the surfer boy character because that guy has been in a lot of stuff and he's always the same like long haired dipshit stoner dude and everything. Like if I'd only seen him in this show, I'd be like, haha, he's funny. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm already sick of you. You've been in so much shit and you're the same guy every time. Kind of ruins it for me, but he's a great heel to the like awkward, like kind of coming out of a shell brother. Um, so it works, right? Yeah. And I mean, completely eighties too, where that, yeah. that time frame in California, you know, those, you know, they're learning weed and, and all that weed culture and, oh man, it it's hilarious how he just responds and reacts. And as part two goes further, it, there'll be some more interactions with him. It just cracks me <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Oh, I wish yeah. we could just be talking about it nonstop on all the intricate details, but we still gotta, still gotta wait. Yeah, maybe in a month we can do like a spoiler cast. Mm-hmm. So, in episode three, you're still kind of back into like reintroduction of the characters, almost like they've just kind of gotten back together. Like the realization that like all is not as it seems for any of them is setting in. Yeah, and- yeah, it's pretty much that. Um, yeah. Yeah, people are that horrific first episode with like the warning up front. Yeah, people are getting lost and that type of that. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so far, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, the story beats all three of them. The California one is the weakest one for me in this one, but it really comes around like as you get a couple more episodes in. 
Um, all really good though. Yeah. <clears throat> and there's one more season, right? After this? Yes. Which I, I think when we talked last time, I thought four was it, but there is a five, but they said it's 2024 before that comes out, which means they probably haven't even started shooting that yet. But that's a long know. ways out. And to have, like you said, to have these characters based on young teenagers, preteens. And it's already been delayed and thrown their time yeah. schedule off because of two years of COVID. They're going to look like, extremely old, like mustaches right. and everything. And they're like, yeah, I'm 14. 14. The vision has, it has to have changed. And I'm, I'm sure they're altering scripts because of it. Because like, yeah, like you can't, like, I'm sorry, Will... You can give Will a bowl cut or a bowl cut all you want. He looks like a 25 year old with a bowl cut. Yeah. So it, it's got to be like that, them being seniors or something. Right. The last year. Yeah, I'm sure. Or college freshmen. Yeah. Or, well, but they seem to go like one year at a time in this show. But who knows? Yeah, I just don't want I don't want season five to ruin it for me. You know, like that lost situation. Yeah. Game of Thrones. You're like, what what <laughs> are you doing? Why why are you doing this? Please stop. Please stop. Or, I'm I don't want that. Just because like his meandering is like season three got for me, their ability to rein it back in in four leaves me hopeful. But yeah, there's there's still a chance. And like I'm still like a little bit curious on the Will character, because like it's ambiguity. You know, like is he just like, does he just really like his friends or is he really in love with his friends? And like, it's not quite clear. Like he's either super introverted or he's super closeted and that could turn out in a few different ways in this show. Like not that it, no, that does kind of really affect the storyline. It does to a large extent. So that's where I'm curious to see where that goes. And, and I don't it would crush my daughter's dreams. She, oh, she loves Will. She thinks this guy's great. Uh, yeah, and he, so for her birthday, which was not long ago, she requested all of these Stranger Things items. And one was a phone case with Will Byers on it. And I think a pillow that says mentally dating Will Byers. I don't really know. <laughs> but the more we watch the show, I just constantly look over and I'm like, I don't know. This this is kind of looking like it's going to go in a different direction. And she's like, don't yeah. say that. Don't say that. It's fine. I was like, uh, I don't know. Biff's well, like, I could, find I, I could probably punch harder than him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, 100%. Take, I'll take you to Kingpins. We'll figure <laughs> yeah. this out. Oh, uh, Yeah. He's it's such weird. a good character, though. It's just like he's so tormented in this season. It's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, ever since the first season, like that guy has yeah, been through some true. stuff. He has been, yeah, that's true. He's pretty <laughs> He's fucked. experienced yeah. things. Yeah. He went down to the upside down and never came back right. It's, wait, uh, that came out bad. That's not what I meant. I don't care which way the character goes. It wasn't. That's not what I was hinting at. Audience. Yikes. He just, yes, as Andy said, he's went through things. Whatever. He is, is fine, but I still find true. it funny that we've gone four seasons and there's still conversations about Barb happening. Barb. <laughs> and, you know, she was like the first person to die season one on the in the pool. Wow. Oh, the redhead. Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, she'll come back. She'll come back. And it's like, no, she's Dude. she's what if very she comes dead. back is like uh Vecna's wife, Vecna's bride oh gosh. in season five. I've been I've been seeking a wife. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, we know that can't happen because redheads have no soul, whether they're in our plane or the upside down. So. I'm pretty sure your wife's a redhead. <laughs> and she has no soul. That's why I oh love her. Oh, my God. All right. Got really uncomfortable here. It's not true. It's not true. It's a myth. Yeah. Well, maybe that's why we can't find any information on the girl on the turtle's cabinet. She doesn't really exist. She's not registered as a human. (laughs) You know, that's not a not a topic, but we should just dive in there because we have faithful listeners that are willing to do some hunting for us. I know. Specifically, we had Brandon give us all of the <laughs> stats. Faithful listeners, we had one guy who was willing to do that. And God bless him for it. Oh, man. Specifically put the stats together for buy, rent, burns, which was pretty impressive. <laughs> and the turnaround on it, I mean, we do the show. We didn't even have an interest in doing it. And he did it, which was impressive. Yep. Uh, and so behind me, I have my TMNT. Uh, arcade one up cab and we were making these comments on april o'neill we're trying to figure out who is she who is this actress who is this model what does she look like now where is she now and so i've done some recent searches and can't find any information there has to be something deep in the catacombs of reddit or wherever that is talking about this model so our faithful listeners that is the challenge. Figure out I'd like who to that think, is. I'd like to think wherever she is today, on the right side of her neck, kind of almost next to her collarbone, she's got a uh, pre-oozed turtle tattoo. Oh, and my gosh. On the lower back is just a tramp stamp of Shredder. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> that's that's where splinter. I believe she is in life. No, Splinter. Yeah, it's it's a splinter cane on the no, little tramp, it's a tramp stamp. stamp. It's got to be dirty. Yeah, it's all shredder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure she's just loving that jumpsuits are kind of back in style, too. So, oh, 100%. How old do you think she is on this cab? 23. 23. What year was this? 1990? 89? 90. Still has some of that 80s hair. Yes, she's got to be 45, I'd say, at least, right? Potentially addicted to meth. If not more. No teeth. Wait, that that math is horrible. (laughs) That was terrible. She's 50, at least. She's grandma at this point, probably. I'd still take her to dinner. It's the 80s, though, so people looked way older. So maybe she was, like, only 19. We need to know these things. We We need these details. It's important so that we can stalk her on Twitter <laughs> if she knows what Twitter is. And then we Great are going to try to get her. We're going to try to get her on the show. Get her to a Denny's kidnapper. Are there Denny's oh left in this gosh. country? I'm sorry. Yes, I went there. there still is. Is there? All right. Give her a grand slam. I'm sorry. Do you think? Do you think we could get her to do this show? This we should off get the her. Rails. Oh my gosh. <laughs> someone of that status could we get them to do the show i guarantee you if she's still around she hates the turtles with a passion 100 percent. like does she even know that she was on the turtles cam <laughs> you know was it just a stock sure. image from the 80s we don't know no. she did this photo shoot three lines of coke and then did like four porn videos and like blacked oh out rivers out of it yeah all right, we got to figure out who's April O'Neil on the on Turtles the arcade cab. cab. Yes, the Let first us know. 
shoot us an email. We need, we need that. Yeah. I bet she's hiding Liar. because those type of people that like, if that's your life, like the mortal Kombat guys, they'd be showing up at sure, every yeah, convention, that's a good point. you know, if she was yeah, proud of she it, she'd be doing the racket. Yeah. Yes. That would Jeez, be awesome I'd if she was at the conventions. Photo. Like that's my childhood. Like before, I mean, that's the most recognized, like no doubt, like a uh, perversion aside, that is no doubt the most recognizable side art for a good five-year run, oh, right? Sure. Like until MK, I can't think of something else where I was just like instantly drawn. Man. Especially the just the real people. That's the thing. Like you don't see that on side of our well, real person. Yeah. yeah. And is anybody and then, creeped out by Donatello? Just like <laughs> sitting right here. <laughs> Legs He's playing crossed, his Game Boy. Just He's minute, eating up. pizza, eating pizza, and just, just staring at April O'Neil. He's like, "I love cheese pizza. Be, and I, I love mean, you." He's got a good view. Let's give her some credit. Yeah. Let's give him some credit. He's got a nice backside view there. That uh, that Shredder tram stamp is really popping out. <laughs> Did we lose Biff? <laughs> He's frozen. <laughs> he needs more than a minute on that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Why the long face? <laughs> well, I'm still here. Since we're talking about turtles, we might as well jump into uh, what we did last week as a podcast. We all jumped into TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which dropped on everything, but was available day and date on Game Pass. We uh, we made a date of it. We jumped in and played it all the way through, start to finish. Holy crap. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, I, I was just like, well, it's going to be all right. Right. You know, it's just I played a lot of Turtles games. How do you how do you top the original arcade Turtles in Time? And uh, this game, I'm not going to say tops them. Maybe it does, but it certainly fits exactly right in with them. Right? Oh, yeah. And it. It gives you enough uh, complexity too to make it last for as long as it does. Yes, because if you would have played yes without feeling boring, yeah, if you would have played the originals for that long, you'd be like, okay, you know, yeah. And then like the nods to like the early because I feel like Nickelodeon is kind of like pushed into like, well, this is what Nickelodeon thinks the turtles are, but this is very much like what we thought the turtles were oh, yeah. as kids. It it kind of cross-references the original games in level design, both Turtles in Time plus the original, and it cross-references a lot of your main baddies from the original cartoon series. All right, we're talking Shredder's Revenge, Biff. You got us back? Maybe. Yep. I don't know what happened. He's looking at us. He says he's still here. I got you. Um, but anyway, it does it all with... I'm here. Charming style, a lot of options. It's got the throw in the screen thing from um, Turtles in Time. It's got the super moves, which we can touch on later. And then it's just got this crazy overworld that I think they, I almost feel like they did the overworld more as a nod to the original NES game. Oh, for sure. To just like, cause nobody, people love the game. I don't mm. like that game, but like, that overworld map, right. was like one of the coolest parts and it kind of just like ties it all together. It's like a really nice nugget of early turtles nostalgia. Yeah. And 
it really is crazy that they just let him go hog wild with you know just that era mm-hmm. of turtles so that w- that was the part that really impressed me how pixel perfect they were and i think we even talked about how some of them seem like maybe they were the original actors from the uh, yeah. cartoon even so that's impressive too yeah and like i thought i was gonna have a problem with the like kind of like squished i suppose because the 16 by 9 aspect but it fit i liked the idle animations too for a lot of the uh enemies like you just like walk into a room and there's like three um like foot clan trying to pretend like they're office workers, but one of them doesn't have a keyboard. So he's just like air typing on a desk. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just so committed to it. Like walking to other screens and like eating whatever food or getting ice cream. And they're just like, so sold on it. Yeah. I, I um, think the really we're that, the like, bad guys. I mean, we're just interrupting them. <laughs> yeah. They're just doing menial work. Like they're working their like minimum wage jobs. They just want to tip. Instead we whack them in the head with like a machete and uh, <laughs> you know, a stick. That's not cool. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. The uh, the only thing I really would have liked to have seen, and I know that limited run has incorporated it since, but like the, the pizza hut promo and tie in, I would have loved to have seen them get like an officially licensed, like pizza hut promo in game billboard, like just a couple of them. Cause those were so prominent Oh yeah, in those games or but, just the pizza box even. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What did you think about Shredder's Revenge, Biff? Fantastic. It was so Welcome great. Back. I think it was one of those things that, yeah, like like you mentioned, it it you go in with the anticipation that Nickelodeon screwed everything up. And so for them to look at the arcade, look at what they dropped on the NES or whatever and say, oh, yeah, we remember. We remember everything, whether it's throwing a guy at the screen yeah, the pizza stuff, the the bosses, the enemies. It was fantastic. And the humor that, that they put into yeah. it just with your um, power-ups, which I really liked that. And I don't know if you guys talked about that, but I like mm-hmm. that you have the ability to constantly power up your guy before you go into the next screen. I think that was one of the things yeah. that the original Turtles games that was the tough thing. Like you'd use your super or whatever and lose some health and it punished yeah. you for being powerful. And so- it's, it's, it's the typical arcade thing where like your super move ate away at your life bar and you paid for your life. But in this game, since quarters aren't an option, you use your taunt move and an unbroken taunt powers you up. So it's a risk reward. Like, are you going to hit during your taunt and lose life? Or no. are you going to get it and then power yourself up? Sure. So, but yeah, usually that's a just cool ends, aspect. That usually ends up just clearing the screen, using your taunt, and then moving on. You know? yeah. 100%. Yes. <laughs> and so when all three of us are using our power at one time, it's like nobody can stop us yes. at all. And so you could just go sit in the corner, give yourself a power up while someone's whooping up on yeah. whatever. But man, I I love that. I, I think those like taunts or whatever, hilarious. Um, I think Donatello, I think pretty much has the best one out of that whole with the Game Boy. Yeah, like oh, yeah. sitting with Just the Game minute. Boy. Just a yeah. minute. Yeah, but it's fantastic game. I wish there were more games like that in today's I think it's world. DLC that'd be nice. 
Oh yeah, that'd be I, awesome. I'm mind blown too by the six player online co-op and couch co-op. I mean, if you got six controllers around these days, you're probably a weirdo, but I thought that was that was great. Like it was just that was a fun two and a half hours we just jumped in. And it's also worth noting because I feel the need to brag on this podcast about my gaming chops because I don't have any, but this game liked me for some reason. I was the knockout king in every level. Except the one that my character didn't spawn in on, neither did Andy, or the last level. I, so I, technically, I got the second level. Yeah. Okay. Well, and 13 may out of 16 I remind you, I got it's it. how you finish. It's how you finish. <laughs> oh, is it? Always. Always how you finish. So when I... Loud and proud? When I end the game as the, uh-huh. Keo, the KO king... Uh-huh. That just means I mean, I'm the you, ultimate gamer. You did that on Shredder, though, like Super Shredder, and you had like eight KOs. Like every level, I had like 84. <laughs> so I don't know if that equals out. I did the best I could. I think it was mostly just attributed to me, like constantly spamming my super and then like resetting and like letting you guys like do the menial fights. And I'd like pop up and like do my super <laughs> and get the kills. So really, I was just like screwing you both. But I was having a ton of. T- fun uh juggling as much as i could that's one of the yeah that's one of the best parts of this game is great is yes. me and my kids see how long we can juggle one guy you know on one screen it just goes forever i love like the added like secret bonuses too, like finding the bugs finding this finding that finding the tape um i love the whole like aspect of just like doing the whole online thing, jumping in and jumping out. Like it's so fluid. Like why can't more beat em ups be like that? It's just so good. It wasn't glitchy at all either. No. You know, you think three guys at one time doing the power move, it would glitch out. Okay. But yeah. yeah um, uh-huh. I don't know how to, any other way to say that, but my experience would say if all three guys doing the power move at one time, <laughs> Uh, it there's bound to be an issue. It gets really messy on the screen. <laughs> yep. Keep going. Go on. <laughs> so there's room for three more people too in that game. There are room for but there's three no more, more power moves. Or, there's no more screen move. <laughs> yeah. like the screen the screen is covered at three. I'd actually be really interested to see how six play. Oh God! It'd be and so can chaotic. Can you imagine, like the power up moves? It just it wouldn't it wouldn't stop. It would just be I had one trouble after keeping the other. track of myself with the three of us. Like mm-hmm. I can't imagine with six. Have you guys tried so Casey Jones at all? No, no is he good? No, I haven't gone is back. He OP? Okay, Freddie's like really powerful. I'm sure. I mean, all the you know hockey sticks and all that stuff. I'm sure he's got quite a reach. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's so what's the next one? What's the next one we're jumping into? I don't know. We talked about Streets of Rage, so that'd be fun. Download that. Although, spoiler, I looked at the Game Pass list for uh July. Bitches were getting Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol the movie, the video game. Woo woo! That's a beat em up, I think. Woo, yeah, woo. yeah, it's to depress him up, is what that is. Maybe it's the Peppa Pig simulator. Peppa Pig, let's make some bacon edition. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we should do Streets of Rage. We, we might as well get mm-hmm. through that. That'd be good. Yeah. 
one of these days too, I should also like get a session going for that pie packer that I kickstarted over a year ago and like have early access to and have yet to like turn on or do anything with. So yeah, that'd be supposedly there's a ROM loader system in my future, but I probably don't think that's happening. No. Well, uh, amazingly, um, that I not only play one game with you guys between podcasts, I played two games and I got, um, I completely gave up hope that it was arriving because the shipping date was like two and a half, three months ago. Um, uh, but I got my play Asia snow brothers, like remaster deluxe limited edition bundle in, um, the thing was like 130 bucks. It was well before they announced the limited run version, which is similar, but 90 bucks. Um, but given that I still haven't gotten my Scott Pilgrim over a year and a half later, uh, I, I guess I feel better knowing that I got my version through PlayAsia. Got that game. Uh, I like the I like the game some, right? I I love Snow Brothers. I like the collectibles that came with that thing. The box is nice. That game though is pretty shallow and like breaks some kind of important things from the arcade and the NES games. The controls are just not as good. Um, the rewards to like gamble and earn more lives, that whole like lottery ticket thing doesn't exist. Even though you still get the tickets, they just count for points huh. and you get the power up, which was very sparse. The power up that inflates you is extremely sparse in the NES and arcade versions in this version, you probably get it like every third level. Um, so that's kind of disappointing, you know, you got the game there. It looks good. It animates well. We still had fun. Uh, when you beat the game though, I will say they have a new 30, I think it's 30 levels roughly. Um, and then uh, end final boss, uh, questionably though, the second stage bonus, 30 level boss because it's every 10 levels it's three birds um and i was playing this with my eight-year-old son and <clears throat> they're not just birds um they're half birds half women who have bare chested big floppy titties out Harpies. there's no nipple <laughs> there's no nipples on them but i'm playing this thing for like three minutes like and i look over my son i was like are those are those boobies he's like yeah i didn't want to say anything i was like okay all right, well, let's just kill these things, and get them off the screen. But it's like this, it's this never ending fight because there's three of them. So like you have to cycle through all of them. So it was like 15 minutes of my kid being exposed to like bird titties. And like, I don't know, it was, it was an addition I didn't need in like what is otherwise a cute em up sort of game. You know, do you think that's like something that was in the original and then they censored it or something? I mean, I've beat the original arcade game with my son also start to finish and they're they didn't appear to be there. Okay. Maybe there's some version or maybe there's probably some like significance in Japanese culture. Uh, it was a little shocking. I'll just say I, I highly recommend playing this remaster. If you're just going to buy the base game and you get a, maybe a sale on it. Unless you're a hardcore fan, I can't recommend buying this at full price or going nuts and buying like the big old bundle like I did, but well, you got some plushes with it, right? Yeah, but they're not, they're never coming out of the box. You got a plush each character. I got a soundtrack. I got an art book, got sticker sheets. I got a comic book. I got a decorative wall thing. Like it's all staying in the box. Yeah. But yeah. There's a lot of stuff. 
Um, but the game is the only thing that will leave that box. So, yeah. Still a big Snow Brothers fan. Still recommend people play the game. Just probably emulate the arcade version or buy the NES copy. It would be my check this thing out if you have a passing interest. Just don't do it at full price. Because the remix soundtrack even is not that good. It's fine. Serviceable. It's that's that's my takeaway. This is a serviceable, fine game. <laughs> Which when says you pay the guy that bucks, loves, absolutely loves the. Yeah, the I love that. it. I bought the stupid hundred and thirty dollar <laughs> version, waited for buns for it to come from Japan, and I'm just like, I kind of regret my purchase, but it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. You win some, you lose some, right? Well, hey, maybe they'll make another one because they got money from you. That's true. I funded part two. Snow Brothers part two. I had a weak moment in Best Buy, speaking of full price oh. games. So I had to pick up a cable connection for some headphones. And you think that it would be in the headphone section? It wasn't. It was in the TV section, which doesn't really make any sense to me. But anyways, I digress. That was something that really bugged me. I was like, (laughs) this is a cable that goes with headphones, not TVs. (laughs) But whatever. The guy found it. It was everything was good. But then I went down the video game aisle and I saw uh, Horizon Forbidden West, East, I can't. Why? Even no, you didn't. No, just listen. Just listen. No. Uh, me being the awkward person that I am, I got excited, and it was sixty bucks, and I grabbed it. I was like, okay, I'm with my daughter. I was like, I've been wanting this game. I can't find it cheaper. It will be cheaper one of these days. I'm sure. It'll be twenty bucks in six months. And so I, I walked all the way to the cash register, all the way to the cash register. And I was like, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Wow. Turn around, walked all the way back to the video game aisle, set it down, started walking back to the door. And I was like, but I really want to play it. So I turned around, <laughs> went back to the video game aisle, picked it up. My, my daughter's just embarrassed at this point because that's how preteens are. Grabbed the copy, made it halfway to the checkout <laughs> and changed my mind again. And I was like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I turned around. <laughs> Just throw it on any <laughs> random shelf, Biff. Walked you don't need back. to walk all the way back. They have I people did. that put things back. And then I walked out of the store after that, after paying uh, for what I had. But that was the one right of the, the biggest moments of just being indecisive. For video games, I feel like I just wanted something. I wanted to play something new. I wanted to play something that I'm hoping to be excited about. I know I'm going to get it for a deal at some point, but there just I feel like there isn't much being released that's getting me excited, and so I'm trying to pay my way to be excited. You're getting caught up in like the PlayStation exclusivity like wall. Because it's all they have. So that game's going to be dirt cheap inside of a year. And by that point, you're either going to have a PS5, which if you want to buy one, that's fine. But you also have a PC that could run that. And that game will be on Steam in about mm, 10 months. 
and it will run just fine and you won't need a PlayStation. It'll be, you can, you can Bluetooth connect your PS4 controller. I just want to play it. It'll be the same experience. But the thing is, is like the industry forgot that game, right? Like that game came out and everyone was like, all right, 14 days later. So I don't think you, I don't think 60 bucks is, I think 20 bucks is where you're like, I'll dabble. Yeah. I would pay 30 bucks there's not value there or it's a bad game, but don't pay, don't pay sticker price, especially for a PS4 version. I know. I know. That's That's the thing. All of everything that you said was going through me between the shelf behind you, whispering in your ears, the shelf (laughs) and the checkout. That's why I went back and forth so many times. Yeah. And I just, I want someone to have it. And be like, hey, Nate, do you want to borrow this? That's right. what I want. Uh, there's the dream. There's someone that. It's almost like we need stores where you could go and pay a minimal fee. Yes. To have games temporarily. Mm. Yes. And then return them. Yeah, that's what we that's call this want. idea. I don't know, but it's like uh, it. renting in a way. Renting in a way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Super disappointed. That I didn't pick it up, but it was the no, right you, thing the right to choice. do. I just, I got, I was happy. I was happy last <clears> week <throat> when we got to jump into Turtles. That was fun to actually complete a game and to do it in a sitting. Not that I could yeah. do that with Horizon, but that got me just excited about gaming where it was a lot of fun for me. And there's still seven days to die to jump into too, like the broken console version. <laughs> oh man. It's still fun. If it's even anything though it's shitty, like it's still Ark, fun. If it's anything like Ark, it's less am, brutal than Ark. I can't believe kind that of. anytime we talk about gaming, you're like, we could always go back into Ark. I'm like, no, I want no, to. I think I, I think we've established Ark. I is hate gonna that. Fuck us. I uh, had a bad experience too in Best Buy. Uh after we recorded our last episode, when I got my wife a new phone hers had gotten broken so they did this whole thing where i'm like all right we're gonna we need another iphone 13 pro blah blah blah. just paying cash and they're like well we're not verizon so we can't just let you buy the phone you either have to finance <laughs> the phone or pay off the phone that you're financing and then finance this one i was like that's stupid they're like or if you have an upgrade available we could use that I was like, well, I'm pretty sure my phone's an upgrade available. It's like an iPhone 10. I've had it for however long. The guy's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. We can steal your upgrade and give it to her. I'm like, great. Let's do this thing, right? Well, he does it. And then I'm like, I go to text my mom because my mom had been in town. So this is like 1130 in the morning. Uh, I'm like going to text my mom. Hey, we're still at Best Buy. We'll take you out to dinner or whatever. Meet us here. And I look and I'm like, nothing. No bars, no LTE. And then the guy looks at me, he's like, and I must have been just like ghost white. And he's like, something wrong. I'm like, yeah, my phone, like I got nothing, man. Like, what'd you do? He's like, oh, well, that happens sometimes. I'm like, what do you mean that happens? <laughs> what? I walked in with a functioning phone. You told me you were going to make this work two and a half hours later. Oh, my gosh. He's calling Verizon directly. They're having like voice convos or taking my passwords so ridiculous like i just like can i'm so pissed at this point and i'm not mad at the guy because it's clearly not the guy's fault it's a verizon thing but holy shit like ah 
Since so when did phone it. shopping turn into car shopping where it's an right? all day thing? And I'm like, I, you just pull that SIM card out, put it in there. Yes. Let's get going. Can we stop with the well, that's sales what I told my with wife. all the extra stuff? It tries me nuts. Yeah. That's what I told my wife. I was like, I studied abroad in 2003. And even at that point in Europe, you could take any phone you bought yourself off the shelf, walk into a quickie shop thing, plug in the SIM card and renew however many minutes you wanted. Like, why can't the U S be that simple? Like, why can't I just be like, Oh, I spent all the time on this SIM card. I guess I'm going to like load another one in and like, fuck. Everything is sales driven. Everything is such bullshit. Do you want to plan way, I was watching, here? And do you- yeah, I was watching some guys over in the UK today on like a video and like, Oh, we're traveling from Uzbekistan to Armenia. So once we get to Armenia, I got to buy a new SIM card. It's like, yes, it should be that easy. Like, get to the new country, pop in a $10 SIM card. You're good. Fuck. I I have a a guy that was a missionary in Africa, and he was there for quite some time. And uh, they don't have phone plans like we do where, you know, we're paying monthly, whatever. And so when he got back to the States after being years in Africa, he's like, how much do you pay a month for like a Verizon or it's like 200 bucks, 220 bucks or whatever. And he's like, man, we, we'd get phones for like $5 and then like (laughs) have a concept that we're not paying for what we use or per what we use is like mind blowing. We do it with electricity. We do it with gas. We do it with water, trash. But phones were like, no, just bend me over. Whatever amount you say per month is what I will pay you, That's regardless insane. of whether or not I use it. It's so stupid. Yeah, and it's all because <sighs> of, because it's like the flagship phones too. Like if it was, you know, right. you can get all the pay as you go in the local Walmart as much as you want, and that should be the way it is. But if you want a nice phone, well, then you need to plan. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, get a phone that doesn't like crinkle as you're typing. I think my wife tried one of those I smart talk whatever. Yep. And the phone like would it sounded like it was breaking every time she was <laughs> typing with it. You know how you like squeeze an NES controller? It was that noise. And she's like, I don't know if this is the best quality. I'm like, you get what you pay for. Yep. That's what that's what well, we that's gotta go thing for. Is, is like when you look at the premium phones, especially like Apple stuff, it's like you could build an equivalent without the name brand and this would cost like one quarter of the price. Yep. You know what I mean? Just bullshit. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, let's go back to like the razor flip phones, like the wafer phones and the sidekicks. Back when phones were cool. Yeah. Blackberry sidekick. I remember that. Blackberries, yeah. Dude, I remember getting like a, I remember getting a razor. Like I was just a broke ass college student that got an razor. I was like one of the first people like, dude, that thing was like a panty dropper. It was like, I might as well pull, pulled up in a Porsche. You're like, holy shit. That's a phone. Like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> then like, you know, three phones later. Cause like the buttons would break on them constantly and they'd, they'd swap them out, but they're like garbage. Still love that phone though. My wife had a pink razor. That was her. Nice. That was her go-to. Yeah. Did you do the uh, like razor hack where you uh, open it like about an inch and then you set it on top of a table? You turn the vibrate on with the audio, but you set the ringtone to the like 
nutcracker and then somebody calls you and it does the do, 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 and it does like a whole dance in a circle because it vibrates <laughs> no, it's, a great, never... it's the greatest party trick ever is that, I'm telling you is that yeah. literally a hack huh well it's, I don't know if it's a hack it's great no man Let's go back to 2005 and experience that thing no I, I don't I don't think that was ever a thing for her <laughs> she missed out the mass, the mass party. excitement was just putting the phone on vibrate and putting it in your pocket hoping that someone would call <laughs> Yeah, I made that joke about my dad once, and he didn't find that funny. <laughs> I I think it's funny. I uh, somebody get me out of this. What's the topic? Let's I had go. a a BlackBerry that I used to. I'm pretty sure I was showing it off to my wife that I could open an SSH terminal and control my server and do a whole bunch of stuff right from my BlackBerry, <laughs> and she must have thought that was cool to stay around. But nice. You're like, I can also use this QWERTY keyboard with a toothpick. Right, which exactly. Is also exceptional. Yeah. yeah. You press four buttons at once. And that is the downfall of BlackBerry is not understanding that the QWERTY keyboard tactile interface was not the right solution moving forward. No. By the time they figured that out, they were fucked. Yeah. That mouse is button, BlackBerry little... still a thing? Um, uh, app wise, BlackBerry is still a business thing for mobile devices, but I don't think they still have hardware. Oh, man. Could be wrong. Yeah. Because I think they got bought up by like Cisco or something, didn't they? Uh, probably. Potentially. The rapper yeah. that sings the thong song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's a real gem. He definitely put the phone in the front of his thong and called himself. <laughs> that, that is a real thing. <laughs> Andy, speaking of guys with thongs, I don't know if he wears one, but Doctor Strange. Yeah. You watched that? Yeah, that was a good movie. I liked it too. I watched it since the last one. Yeah. So our, I think it's on Disney Plus. It's spoiler time, right? Yeah, for sure. It's time. Yeah. If you had a chance to watch it, you've seen it by now, I'm sure. I have seen it. Nice. It's no RV, but it's fine. It's, it's no RV. Yeah. I'm I'm really impressed with like how dark they kind of made it for a Marvel movie. There's some pretty kind of almost it's like Str- Stranger Things light, I would say. Yeah. On some of the stuff. Yeah. I feel like I missed out on a lot because I didn't watch any of the Spider-Man stuff or WandaVision. Um, I still enjoyed it, but like you could definitely tell like having watched WandaVision would have been uh, probably smart given her involvement. Yeah. I mean, it's they went all the way with that, making, you know, a, a hero yeah. into basically a bad the, the bad guy. I, I got to say, like, before we get into the rest of the movie, I saw the best. uh gif that somebody animated on uh twitter today where it's dr xavier when he's with like you know everyone and like where dr strange is in like that room and xavier comes out and he pulls up in the middle but there's a ramp he goes down and it jumps and then tony hawk style there's a there's a rail <laughs> behind uh uh dr strange and he like 360 spins rail grinds all the way around pops back up and then rolls back into place oh my gosh <laughs> with no context <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it just shows like Jim Halpert, <laughs> you know, as part of his like fantastic forecast, just like kind of watching it. And they're all doing like the weird like <laughs> sideways look. And it's just great. It's great. 
Yeah. I love I, Stranger or not Stranger Things. Doctor Strange, same thing. I I enjoy the movies, but if I just want to sit down, watch a movie and not have to think so hard, this is not the movie. No, yes, for it's me. a problem. I, I that it was a problem for me too. Yes. And I just struggled with that. I think it was a Friday night or something. My son was amped for it. So we sat down and watched it and I just wasn't in a decent mental place to be okay. I understand what's going on or I understand. And I'm pretty new to this Marvel universe. So there's so many characters. I'm like, who is this guy? What does this guy have to do with anything? And then all of a sudden, yeah, the fantastic four people get involved and I'm like, Oh, who are these people? Where are they from? (laughs) Cause I never watched that. So I felt, slightly behind it was a movie that was put together well it was just probably wrong time wrong place for me yeah i could definitely see that like if like both of you haven't watched everything how yeah then it does it does kind of creep into that like what's going on thing and that's a problem Mm -hmm. with like all of these because i don't think any human can even keep up with all of it this point like could you imagine like you know the way we go back and be like oh you guys should watch jurassic park we'll watch jurassic park and you know maybe watch the second one or whatever but like these going back to these in the future like you'd have to what do you even do yeah i uh i was mostly excited about this one because like everyone was like it's sam raimi he's back after being like shamed out of cinema and like it's the most Sam Raimi thing ever. And I kept watching that movie because it's, you know, it's Marvel. It's two and a half hours long. I was like, all right, we get the Bruce Willis cameo. Like great. Or like Bruce Campbell, not Bruce Willis. Sorry. (laughs) Completely different people. The Bruce Campbell cameo, which is funny. I liked it. I was like, where's the, I'm like, I'm not seeing the distinctive camera shots, not seeing any of that stuff, which Reminds me that like, I realized that I subconsciously used a lot of those same tricks in my evil elf (laughs) videos, uh, which is like a big realization that I've had since watching this. But uh, then that last like quarter comes in and it's like Sam Raimi as fuck (laughs) and like it's dark and there's dead people and there's like the weird camera shots and like. Oh my God, I was in heaven. Like that pretty much saved this movie for me. Like, cause I'm, I'm, I'm with Biff. Like I, I'll watch some of this Marvel stuff, but I want the big, dumb, simple to follow along stuff goes boom. And this wasn't that. And I don't care. And I, I just don't get into it. Not that people shouldn't or that they are, aren't right to, you know, the, I'm, I'm glad that people get into that, but like, it, that's not me. But then when that ending came in <clears throat> and it was like corpse, Doctor Strange and I was like holy shit I love this like the cape of like undead spirits like it was awesome it was so awesome like I want to see him do more horror stuff because like he's so good at it yep and the hand yeah yes yeah yes yeah I mean he hopefully he gets a chance at the next one too because I mean the way that ends I think you could do a lot of even crazier stuff the next time but yeah i mean yeah, at, that, like, at the same time like like you were saying you have all those you bring xavier back and then you have fantastic four and all this shit but 
they immediately kill yeah. him off too. So it's like, <laughs> but, what do you think like the budget is on like this kind of movie? Cause like how many scenes in this film are actual real world shots? Like oh. I'm guessing like 10% if that like everything, it was like a CG fest, like everything. Even the real world stuff is probably on a green screen at this point, you know? Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, I suppose you get like guardians. I mean, all those have a lot, but this one, I feel like this whole movie almost existed in like a green screen scenario. Yep. Which I feel is Dr. Strange to the T with how mind bending everything is. Mm -hmm. You go back to that first one and (laughs) that's a drug trip. That first one. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. So I imagine it's just all in one warehouse and nowhere else. So my kids hadn't seen the first one, but we watched this one in the backyard. We did a movie night. And like, so of course, you know, it was the 4th of July this weekend. So my kid, we've got like a dozen, I got two kids. I got a dozen sparklers, right? And every sparkler, my son's like, Hey, Hey mom, dad, (laughs) Dr. Strange, Dr. Strange, like waving his arm in a circle. I'm like, yeah, I liked it the first 10 times kid. Like I get it. Dr. Strange. So funny though. (laughs) yeah that whole it's it's a i don't know like i don't even know that i'd really heard of doctor strange at all because i wasn't a comic book or marvel guy but i've been i've enjoyed i think those are the things that i gravitate more towards in the marvel universe is like those one-off stories like what was another one last year like the ching lee or ching chi yeah that one's pretty good there you go yep the first half of that one's really good and then Those it, weren't racist guesses at all. I'm just really bad at <laughs> remembering movies. So, yeah. I like that stuff because like it just fits in. Mar- or Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Different stuff. I, yeah. I don't know about it. I have no preconception. It's fine. Yep. Let's just go for it. Uh, we just started that new, the new show that uh, Miss Marvel. Oh, how's that? That one's really weird. It's like Lizzie McGuire. Oh, it's <laughs> the disappointment. Oh, it, it is. It feels exactly like is that there an animated of, little Marvel that like jumps it's, around. And talks it's not to quite her like and... that, but there's animated okay. stuff all over the place in the background. And, you know, it's like her art that's just constantly in the background. Hmm. But it's all right. I mean. I'm only one episode in, but I did finish that Moon Knight one and that one was just kind of I was OK. It was weird. Yeah, I heard everybody kind of like talking like how it wasn't that great. There's too um, much going on. Did I any of you finish track? Uh, Obi Juan. Did we talk about that last time? I don't think we did. Finish that. Spoiler: Vader's not dead. Obi Wan's still alive. <laughs> uh, didn't mean to spoil it. So that ends pretty. They did the thing that they're good at with those series, where like. They finish strong, even though you might be irritated. I I still have some pretty major issues with them producing this, but I like it better than. Is it its own thing, probably? Or does it fall into the timeline somewhere? No, it falls into the timeline. And that's and that's part of the stuff I have problems with is like. Luke and Leia are roughly 10 ish. So we're probably 10 years out realistically from the first movie of them being 20 ish in those first movies. Like Ewan McGregor looks very young still. Like they probably should have 
aged him a little bit or at least dyed his hair. Those are things they choose not to do. There's also like a big relationship between him and Leia. When you go back and watch those original films, like she's heard, like she's excited. She's heard of Ben, right? But like, dude, they spent a ton of time together and like, she doesn't lay onto that at all. Like it's kind of fucked. Um, I don't know. And then like, I don't want to spoil it, but like his main rival is Anakin Vader again. Like he has a second shot, a redemption arc it like taking out the Sith Lord and he once again, like cannot like find the mustard, like do it. So is Obi-Wan the best like Jedi ever, or is he just like the biggest pussy and can't yeah. do the right thing when it, the time crunch, you know what I mean? Well, like it kind of ruins the character a little bit for me. Well, that's the hard part but, cause you can't really do any character development in between right things that have already happened in movies, you know? Right. Yeah. You were definitely pigeonholed. And that's why I don't think they can do like another season of this. And I hope they don't. Cause I don't know what you do at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just him hanging out in the desert at that point. Yeah. I hate it less than the internet does, but I still don't love it. Like it's, it's all right. Ewan McGregor is such a good actor that like I can forgive a lot of it. And it's nice to see him in that character outside of the shit story or arc and writing that was in the prequels because he's 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 so better than the material he was given in those movies so that it's nice to see him in something like this and it it shows but yeah i don't know i still i probably could have done without that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, just like i could have done without solo like i didn't need to understand the backstory and like oh god that's the worst movie too just terrible but i don't know and that's where I'm I'm not an Uber fan. I've watched um a few of them. I've watched the originals and and all of that. I hate I know it's money driven. It is money driven for all of these studios. But I feel like we're in this culture of like add-ons and remakes and I feel like we can't just leave something and say this is what yeah. it is and it's it's awesome. Just just leave it as as the three or the six or whatever it is. You know, it it's always adding on to it. Or we want deeper story, deeper story. And I just want to be content with like this is what it is. Because the yeah. more they mess with it, it just gets messy. It gets oh, it starts been... skewing your imagination. Yeah, it it gets crazy messy. I mean. Bubba Fett thing is like they we're gonna dig deep into Bubba Fett and then we're gonna abandon him altogether pretty much halfway through the season and turn yeah. it into a different show. Also, here's some more I mean, at least with Mandalorian, you can say this is all new stuff. Yeah. You know, it's a new story. This is what's going on with this guy, but they still have to throw in, oh, here's Luke and here's this. And I mean that's that's what Obi-Wan is, right? You're all getting to the end just to see yeah. the shit that you already know about. Well, that's where I kind of got into an argument about my very nerdy Star Wars fan boss today. Because we were talking about, he he loves Obi-Wan. He thinks it's fucking fantastic. Thinks it's better than Mando, which he's bad shit crazy for. And I told him that. Um, he thinks it's better than Boba Fett, which I agree. But I was like, okay, what's left for the Star Wars universe? I was like, what's like they have no direction 
with feature films right now. Like they've, they, they failed. They painted themselves into a corner. They seem to be doing these one-offs as series. I was like, I think their next logical move and they'll do it in a few years is like, I really think they're going to say, you know what? Reboot. We're going back to the original trilogy. We're redoing everything. Brand new, new cast, same story. <laughs> and he's like, no, they would never do that. Like George is still alive. I was like, I don't think they care. Like George doesn't no, have to say, like, they, don't they have care. nothing. They have nothing left to lose at this point, And they're ignorant enough to do it. And I think maybe it won't be five years, but like, I think in the next 15, we'll probably see it. Oof. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Do you think we're in a world that there just isn't anything original or they feel yep. that like, I can't write a script. I can't yep. try X, Y, Z. There's it's all been we're in a world where everything costs so much to produce and do that. If it doesn't make a hundred billion dollars, it's not financially viable. Like the B movie is gone. Like you can't do an indie film. There's no profit in that anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Unless you get actors and celebrities who are willing to bankroll their own projects, which I'm sorry if I'm an actor and I'm told I have to cough up a hundred million to complete this project that I want to do. That's a lot of money. I'm probably not going to do that. Why would I do that when I can be in somebody else's film for 20 million and not have to lose anything or wager <laughs> anything, right? Who needs creative integrity? It's, it's bad. It is. It's depressing. And we live in a world now where there's more terrible Star Wars content than there is good. And that makes me super sad. Should have just left it as is. Don't touch it. Yep. Should have watched the prequels. Yeah, they should have left it. They should have been like two, in ninety nine. They yeah. should have left it. <laughs> yep. They should have been like, nah. He lost it, man. He lost it. Look, let's walk away. Let's pretend they don't exist. And they almost had it with Force Awakens. Like, sure, they remade the same movie for the third time, but. It was at least good ish. I mean, it, I mean, that's the one thing you got to give it to the second one of that was like, they, he really didn't care. He wrote whatever he wanted to write on that movie. So you got to give him credit for that, but and it was just a train wreck for it. Yeah. But then the third one, you know, they had to rein it back into whatever the Disney told them that it had to be. And that second one is so awful with like that whole Frickin' Casino City and Poe, like, <laughs> slaughtering tens of thousands of innocent people because of his own ego. And they still didn't, like, jettison him from the army and, like, give him, like, a soldier's death. Like, what the fuck? I hate, I hate those two. I hate those two second movies so I think much. The, I think I hate the third one even more, but. Yeah. Yeah. The worst we can all agree is the Clone Wars. For sure. That's then I'd probably accurate. do the two last ones from the newest trilogy. Then the Phantom Menace. Then whatever the third one was, because I don't even care where you find an elevator gets made. And that's yeah. And those are all like there's a big gap of space. Oh yeah. And then the original trilogies, like that's how good they are, like up on the pedestal. Just going to bring Sad. it back because it always comes back to this. 
That's mm-hmm. why they didn't make an RV too, because they were like, you know what, this is perfect. We're not gonna, we're not gonna mess with this. I heard that uh, Robin Williams is reading the script for RV two, but he took it to his grave. He just like that was part of like his mental <laughs> state at the end. Was like, is like, ah, this is a bad movie. So was that there really the intentions for a second? No, one? there's I'm, no. This is oh, a terrible, I was like, what? It's a terrible dark joke that I shouldn't be making because I love Robin Williams, but no. Well, you the way you presented was very convincing. Very convincing. Yeah, I'm, I'm told that a lot. Yeah, I was I was all in. Mind. I was like, we got to find the script. I got to know what happens. <laughs> Dang it. I fall <laughs> into the trap. They turned it into We're the Millers or whatever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Actually, that would that's be kind of it, yeah. very yeah, yeah, accurate. Sort of same thing. Oh, that's yeah. really interesting. What if that was the sequel the entire time? It's a spiritual successor. They pulled off with the National Lampoon's Family Vacation reboot. Couldn't do. Yeah. They made a better movie. Yeah. Some, some, some guy just got out of film school and he's like, my aspirations is I'm, I'm, I want to make it. Been itching for a new RV movie. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Jennifer Aniston would have been, um, the daughter of Robin Williams in RV. Oh yeah. There we go. Yeah. How would he have felt about his daughter turning into a prostitute? She wasn't Who's a daughter prostitute. In the JoJo, right? She wasn't JoJo? a prostitute. She was an she exotic was 100% dancer. A prostitute. She was no. an exotic dancer. Mm. Being artistic. It's a good scene, by the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> what about Summer Games Done Quick? Rescue. Hey, I us. watched I, I watched a lot of that. All right. I watch most of these and uh there's always a few that are like really interesting. Um, I got to bring up the one that was probably the most interesting was, uh, a speed run of Kirby's tilt and tumble. Oh, which if you're, yes, right. It's a uh, game boy color game boy. Yeah. Okay. And it has an accelerometer in the cartridge. So you have to, you know, tilt cartridge in the game boy. Yeah. Um, but this is a massive you know, streamed event. And how do you get Game Boy out to a stream? Game Boy you... Advance player. Exactly. So is that what they did? The whole stream, the guy is hulking around a GameCube in his lap, <laughs> tilting this GameCube for about an hour and 20 minutes. And uh, oh, he had to hold gosh. it upside down, right? Because like, you put it in opposite you would on the Game Boy. Yep. So it's upside down and backwards. Yep. And he had like the controller taped to the side. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it was, it was really interesting. But like toward the end, he was like messing up a few times. And he's like, sorry, I've been holding this thing for like an hour. Oh my <laughs> Lord. Why did nobody help him design a lighter, like uh, at least handles? You know what I mean? Like somebody could have done that better. Why didn't he get a consoleized Game Boy? Like they sell them for 130 yeah, bucks. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose that's it doesn't, it doesn't count. Doesn't count at that point. Uh, still original hardware, just his HDMI out. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been uh, that was probably the most interesting one. Um so did he set a record then? I don't think so, no. Maybe maybe for one a person using a GameCube at that point. Yeah, how do you categorize <laughs> that? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> In the category of dumb, 
you win. Yeah. And a duct tape GameCube with a <laughs> runner up is uh Jordan and Ben who duct taped bongos to their ass and beat Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. I you there's a, if you went on the speedrun site, I bet every, almost every game is like there's a subcategory is like I beat this with the DDR mat or something like that. Oh my gosh. Dude, we should show up and do like the quick shot yeah. category yeah. where we just show up the quick shot and like hate ourselves. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, that's uh was, that one's done in Minneapolis, right? Yep. Like it's always Minneapolis. Yep. Yeah. It was kind of weird because it was like half half, you know, stream from people's houses and then oh, half sure. live. So it was really weird looking at a crowd of people watching a stream of somebody playing a game in their house <laughs> watching someone stream the stream yeah that's insane but they were happy was there any impressive any impressive speedruns outside of the weird ones any uh, records that you could remember i don't know if any records but like the big ones like when you look at the mario 64s and the anything mario and zelda it's just absolutely nuts it's broken. Yeah, how much, much they figured out, and it. Yeah, it's I, the one I was watching, like Wind Waker. It's like they don't even use a boat. It just mm -hmm. he just somehow swims backwards as fast as you possibly can to every island. So bizarre, and and just someone that to take the time to actually figure out how this works. <laughs> you know, the even the Breath of the Wild. We look at that as one of the perfect games ever created and then you're like yeah this this is great and then they expose the brokenness to it and you're like no 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 no, that's not the same game i played it didn't glitch out like that <laughs> yeah, and yeah. their their sole mission is just i'm gonna destroy this game and make yeah. it do what i want it to do it just blows me away when and it's, when and it's always like the most annoying thing you have to do too like in breath of the wild they always have to use like the horse whistle the entire right. run just because yeah. he, he runs a little bit faster or something. Oh man. The, the thing that kills me with all that is always just like the ultimate reflection on like the amount of hundreds of hours and days of your life you spent oh, accomplishing that. Like it would kind of make me, I mean, I guess you could say that about any skill or whatever, but like the context of it to me is a little more I, depressing. I think that's the more, the most interesting part about it because like I'm conflicted as a person that I'm being a part of it like like wow this Watching is impressive it? you did this this is good job and then you're like yeah. oh but you do this every night on twitch huh oh okay <laughs> this makes me sad now <laughs> i think what cracks me up about gdq and this is, goes even you know quite a few years ago you'd have the guy that's been practicing in the hotel room the entire time before his time is up and it could be a late night, early morning run, and it's him and like two of his friends in this big hotel room, and they're like, "Yeah, next up." And so they do this announcement. And he shows up, and it's like a two minute glitch thing, and he goes, "There you go, it's done." <laughs> like, no, like nobody's like the two guys in the back are like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that?" And like we're watching it, like what? What just happened? I don't understand yeah. what happened. You yeah. beat the game yeah, in two minutes. Yeah, it misses the whole like 
it's the complete opposite of like, uh, you know, like a street fighter championship, like televised event, like a cod or like any of that. Like there's like those people are like the athletes and they're just like screaming and like doing the hoo yeah. Like, and these things, it's like guys who are just like Zen and like just so mellow. Like yeah. Yeah, even when they pull off the most amazing thing, they're just like, just still going like there's if they even pause to like explain what just happened it's rare you know what i mean right because they're just so in their own fucking head and in their own world that well it's got to be like just a complete it's like gotta be like playing a song right it's just completely you know muscle memory all the way down yeah there's one guy there's one guy who beat like little mermaid on the nes for like it was like six minutes there was like nothing. There was like no glitch. I've still never beaten that game without time crunch. And that was like straight through. No glitches, no nothing. It was just straight up like. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. To beat an NES game in five minutes, basically. I mean, I guess the original Mario Brothers is what, four minutes now or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. And then you got, then you got the other guys that like there was one. They did uh, the Super Mario All-Stars with the Mario World cartridge. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do all, basically all five games. And uh, yeah, in Mario World on that cartridge, you can just run, you can just make your own code and run whatever code you want by using like a combination of mushrooms and Yoshis and a whole bunch of other shit. So it was basically, oh, really? they, they were making save files for all the other games to go directly to the end. It was, it was just weird. That is weird. I didn't even know that. And in their minds, they're like, I'm a rock star. Yeah. I mean, girls love me. I mean, that's, I don't, you gotta be somewhat, I mean, I'm sure they're like watching the memory change. Like they're watching, they're watching the actual memory of the code going as they play it and seeing how they can do it. But like, you gotta be on another level just to figure that stuff out. And then you're like, okay, this is what I'm applying my skills to. <laughs> like, just yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yeah, clearly you're good at math at that point and coding, so you could be doing other things. Yeah. Speaking of uh, squandering ample free time and talent on useless things, five years we made it. <laughs> five years. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> Yay! Well, you guys, you guys specifically five years. I'm not five years in to this show. Yeah, you're, uh, I don't know, you're like four three and a half. Yeah, three and a half, four. four. Closer to four, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we started this bitch 2017, <laughs> July. Me, Andy, and Justin. Which I think that makes me the most saddest thinking about back to like starting this project was like, I'm going to do this with my two good friends. And then, you know, Justin was a guy that I talked to constantly gamed with religiously five nights a week, if not more just, and he left the podcast, stopped gaming with me. Like, I mean, shit happens. Uh, We don't hate each other. We're still on good terms, but like, how are you going to spin this to a positive, by the way, when it's I show up on the show? It, just it makes like, me a little, it it makes just me a little sad worse. that like, 
a guy that I've been friends with since almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Like big, big, like, I don't know. Like I was excited to do the show with him. He was, he was part of the thing. Like, I don't know that, that part bums me out. And then you bums, I get that I get, I get that it wasn't his thing. It's not everybody's thing. It bums me out more that I don't play games with anymore. I can get not doing the podcast, but that part sucks. Shout out to Justin. If anybody remembers who's been listening that long, the first like 30 ish episodes. I don't know. Yeah. About a year. Then we got, over yeah. Then we got the Biffs. I don't know how to take this. I don't have anything positive to say about that. I mean, it's just, you get, we needed a, get what we you needed pay a for. third seat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but we were happy to have Biff join at the year mark. Yeah. And then in that first year, like the amount of effort, the amount of segments, the amount of runtime, the amount of <laughs> weekly uploads, movie time, like fucking segments, Byron Burns, how you doing? We had a very structured, super long show. And then every year that's gone by, we've pulled more and more back because like we're basically kicking the tires at this point. Uh, but we're still doing it. And people are still listening. That's what's great. Well, and we had our first like corporate sponsor. We did. So you know we're penetrating the market thanks to our shaven undercarriages. <laughs> I'm not going to plug them because. Yeah, I was like, wait a second. We can't, we can't plug them. I'm not giving that away for free. Yeah. Come on. Can't give it away. What What do they say? Well, you can't try. You can't try the cow before you have the milk. I can't. I don't know what that saying is. <laughs> that doesn't. You can stick your head up a bull's ass and get a good look at the steak. But once you rather take the butcher's word for it, right? Isn't that the? I don't know. Isn't it? You can't. You can't test the milk before the cow. Anyways, I have no idea. I feel like I needed to figure out that saying. Whatever it is, something yes. about testing cows and milk and podcasts. It all fits together somehow. Tastes like the cow was uh, let loose in an onion patch. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> we just watched that this week. Did you? I got to show my kids Napoleon Dynamite yet. I haven't done it. My kids fr- love it. They absolutely love it. <clears throat> First time my wife I has seen it, it which was surprising to me, but. Uh, what did she think? Uh, she claims she doesn't like it, but I think she's, yeah, she she's was, full of shit. She was Ma- laughing. You have to make you her watch, watch it. You got to watch right three times again. at least, at least three times before you can make a decision on that movie. <laughs> yeah. At minimum, and at watch twenty, best thing ever. Best watch. thing ever. Anything after that, hilarious. By by that time, do you know exactly what year it took place? Because <laughs> no, that because it still confuses me. I think it took place in about like 1998 in like a small middle of nowhere Midwest town where everything is still retro. It was in not exposed Idaho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Idaho. Idaho. And that was his <clears throat> his exact thought that when he moved there, everything seemed like it was in this time capsule that they were so separated from <laughs> ten years behind modern world. You know where. Yeah, the outfits seem dated and um yeah, habits were dated and all of that kind of stuff. So it was really interesting. 
I read the or I watched the director's cut. You know, that's how oh, serious yeah. I am with Napoleon. So uh <laughs> reining it back in a little bit. <laughs> Bring it back to five years. Everybody's memories, five years in a podcast. Andy, what do you recollect in our time on this? wonderful gem of a historic podcast that will go down in the annals of video game history oh my i uh i think it always comes back to the byron burns that we have like some of them are just absolutely hilarious um for a while there i think we were doing a lot of bad games on purpose so many which was fun (laughs) for a little bit and then it got really old really quick but uh right right away it was it was a lot of fun to uh play some really shitty games and then <laughs> talk about how bad it they became were. torture. Yeah. And then uh yeah, some of the movie time stuff that we did. Uh saw some movies that uh I w- probably wouldn't have watched without this podcast, but fell in love with them. Uh, like rubber. Oh God, no! You still movie. love that? And I still blame. Yep, that's a great movie. I, I, re- and- I, re- I retract every positive thing I said about Justin. Fuck him for making me watch that abysmal piece of shit. Justin, thank you, thank you for recommending Rubber. That was a great movie. Oof. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, it follows. That one was really yeah, good too. It's a good movie. I still contemplate that ending from time to time. Was it following them at the end? Was it not? <laughs> Just coincidence. Biff, how about you? Latecomer. So many, so many memories. I still, I bring this up all the time, not to toot my own horn, but my very first podcast with you guys, trying to prove that I'm just as wild and crazy as you guys. So I jump on the camera yep completely still shirtless without that so good that's still still is a funny memory um you know some of the other memories yeah byron byron burn in a way ruined video games for me <laughs> where he, when we were really trying to just amp it up and find the crappiest game and sometimes just going through the list and picking something random and being like this is the one we're going to play <laughs> it's amazing that like some of those still just stick in my mind where you know like yeah. D-Force on Super Nintendo with just the way dinosaurs. like you can hear you can hear like <laughs> You go to a video game convention and someone holds up that game and I just start laughing like, oh man, that game is so bad. <laughs> and you can hear these like side conversations between new collectors. They're like, you know, is this, is this one good? Is this one not? And you just like, want to interject oh, so bad. Buy, like, sir. You're, you're going to find that out. One, uh, it's a you're certified need fresh. to force <laughs> Isn't that what happens when he like dies? He's like, oh. Yeah. Dude, I love yeah. like some of the stuff too with like there are some games that are like forever with me because of Byron Burn. Like Growl is like the yeah. greatest like oh, yeah. realization in video games that I've ever seen. Like I was so fucking elated playing that fucking backwards game where you're just like beating down women and like fucking elephants are trampling people. It's the all to save yes. the animals, yeah. 
<laughs> We're going to commit domestic assault against all these women, but the, yeah. the elephant's okay. Uh, Tribute games, you have your next assignment. <laughs> yeah, why, <laughs> why are these things, like, we should be working with a limited run. Like, no, these are the games that you need to republish. It's funny, too, yep. you're talking about... Um, I rent burn and like discovering these things that we haven't seen. Like, I just kind of remember the Justin days where it was always like, his answer was always the same. Well, I uh, picked this game cause I've got a raspberry Pi and there's like a million games on it. And I just picked that one and uh, it's a side scroll. I'm <laughs> thingamajig. And, uh, and like every game was the same description. So it was always so funny. <laughs> and and side scrolling. At the time I was a lot more uptight about it. I was like, dude, like we're targeting the retro community like openly flaunting emulation is not the thing we want to be doing here. He's like, I don't care. I'm like, all right, well, and now I don't either. But at the time I was like, ah, God, let's not do that again. So funny though. Loved it. I, uh, I saw a handrail the other day and the thought in my mind was like, I really wish I had those jeans that I could just grind that rail. (laughs) The, The butt slide, butt shovel thing. Yeah. Uh, that's so good yeah there's a lot of a lot of goofy shit we've done over the last few years and it's still still pretty fun even though we game less than ever it's still nice to i feel like the podcast is almost more important than ever because if we weren't doing it every two weeks i don't know when i would run into or talk to you guys which is the sad reality of life now but yeah i just creepily drive by yeah i like fucking on I our way to work, work the other day he's like he's like together. saw you drive by have a good day buddy and i'm like i look at it for a little bit and i'm like i'm not gonna respond to this then finally i just put like that homer simpson like retreating into the bushes like disappearing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i don't know how to take this i was in your back seat mister have a good day <laughs> <laughs> no I, I agree with you that like this is something you know no matter how much work it is or whatever that it's still a joy to like sit down with yeah. some people, talk video games, talk about the stupid crap in our lives that are happening. And I think that's something that I, I've really enjoyed is just, yeah. it, yes, it, it is a show that can have structure, but it's also a show that we just talk about whatever. It, and the tangents are important where we just like, You'll never believe what I did today. I I walked up and down the Best Buy Best Buy aisle four times because I couldn't determine if I wanted <laughs> I a game or not. Shit my pants. This is obsessive. Yeah. Comp- <laughs> yeah, like we talk about poop and pants. I mean, and, to be honest, like if and uh, if we didn't stuff. eliminate some of the structure, there's no way we'd still be doing it, which is kind of the reality of it. You know. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's interesting. Five years though is is and really crazy think- to think that that much yeah, time it is nuts like it doesn't it just seems like you've joined the show too which is weird because it's like you've done like a huge chunk of the show with us and so it's crazy to me that we went from you joining to like now it's a huge time frame i, I also think like another key point in, in learning is like when we first started right we're like well, let's get guests we're gonna talk to this person and like as somebody who listens to a lot of podcasts and then also you do a podcast and realize the logistics of it as much as it, it's fun to have guests on like, holy shit, is that a logistical nightmare? And then the other thing is like half the time you're having the guests on and having a great time, but like listeners are there for 
the podcast, right? Like, and, and it's indicative of like things I listen to too, like podcasts that I love. Like I love the cast, like when they bring on a guest and it completely change, like overtakes the whole show. Those are the episodes that I'm like the most likely to skip over. So yeah, it's kind of like that. we've pushed ourselves in this corner of like, we don't do as many guest spots, which I think has been good for the show. Cause like when we were first doing it early on, it was like, God, every third episode we were like trying to get somebody on and like, it's fun for us, but I don't think it like actually helps your yeah. audience. And maybe I'm wrong. Audience members can correct. Unless we get April yeah. O'Neill from the turtles cab. And I've, yeah, she will be I've on the show. We've had on like, uh, the, having like the R three podcast on was a blast. Oh my gosh. Those Way guys back were hilarious. Day, you know, retro Rob Arthur. Those were great. That, that Patrick Hickey thing is still like, I'm still inspired oh, by that awesome. man talking. Like that was fun, but, um, stone yeah, age guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The bidet, the conversation. I still feel bad about how I, we, we, did, we went down the bidet rabbit hole with those guys, like literally and figuratively. <laughs> like I, we totally sidetracked that podcast that. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, but it was epic. We're, we're converts now. Yeah, I that's have true. One. I do love it. You have one. And I loved having them on and just listening to like Chris talk about like, my God, when he starts talking about a game, like it makes me feel so bad about us, us doing Byron Burns. Cause it's like, he's talking about the composer. He's talking in depth about the story. And it's just like, Oh, yeah. you're painting this beautiful tapestry of this game. And we're just like, Oh, you jump around, you shoot some things. Uh, there's a frog. <laughs> it's yeah. Good. It's a good game, but like, not as good right. as this other game. I think but. it's a side scroll and, and beat like, them up. Give every yep. game. It's just due. And I'm just like, fuck, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i actually forgot about that and how much oh like, like an encyclopedia the way he would yeah. describe it, i'm like did we play the same game did we play the so same good. game i'm pretty sure we didn't and these i want to play the game that you just described yeah yeah so that's like one of those things like well, that, i love doing them but like i don't know how many interviews we'll do going forward yeah. probably won't be as well, common that's the other thing. We've been on Geekade for Fuck. probably a few years now, Yeah, when did we join right? Geekade? We've been... I'm not even I sure. I want to say like... Three, was four it years like ago? episode 47, 57? I can look. It, that it, is yeah, crazy. It's been a long time, which is nuts. They've been super accommodating to us, which I've always appreciated because we're just a bunch of knuckleheads, especially me. Um... And not everything has always worked out smoothly, but it's all right. As far as like us getting things uploaded and 52. Okay. 52. Yeah. And some stuff, but yeah. So most of our run, we've been on Geekade, which is crazy because we're just like a small Midwest, know nothing podcast. You just happen to reach out and they're like, sure. Like we like what you're doing, come aboard. And they've been super gracious to us. So can't thank Geek Kid enough. You know, prior to that, I have to shout out Cartridge Club when they had their website going, like super willing to host our stuff and they like, posted on their, you know, site, which was awesome. We know a lot of those people. We're not active in the forums or anything uh, by any means, but like a ton of people in that community were always super nice to us. Awesome yeah. people. Um yeah, the guys, games and beer crew, like they brought us on with that early interview when we first started. We were horrible guests. I apologize. We're still horribly awkward people. So if you have us guests on your podcast, 
<laughs> don't expect much. Um, human interaction is weird. So <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Lots of fun. I think, I think we got to do something going forward though. Like we're at the point where like, if we're going to keep this thing going for, we got to, I think we need to like restructure a bit for sure. So yeah, that might have to happen in the near future. Get back on like a somewhat structured train because we're coming to the point where it's like, everybody bring your topics. And we're all like, ah, my kid had a fever. That was it. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's not an episode. It is real life. It's not an episode though. So. I mean, we could record, record shirtless. Well, but then we have to go to a like, video podcast. That would, that would be our thing. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not on video, but just <clears> people <throat> would know we're shirtless, so they're uncomfortable. Oh, I like it. Listening. And I could finally get around to, like, getting my lazy ass organized and, like, building the OBS and, like, actually capturing the video and uploading that to YouTube instead of just, like, the random clips, so... I've, I've only been talking See, about it gives that. Gives us another five years I've to figure it out. I've only been talking about that for two and a half years. I mean, there's still time. Oh yeah, plenty. Yeah. And Andy still needs to have three or four more kids before we wrap this thing up. So. Mm, no, I figured he would already at this point. He had an announcement. Triplets. Nope. Yeah, we're going for the six player uh, turtles. <laughs> yeah, dude, don't stop oh until you have a full roster. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, funny. Well, five years is a lot. Although it doesn't seem like we've been doing it that long. Like when when Andy when he sent that text, like we started in July of 2017. Like, holy shit, 2017 is a long time ago. <laughs> a lot has changed since then, though, too. For sure. We still haven't gotten a new Zelda, though, which is sad. Yeah. But, yeah. It's been fun. It continues to be fun for us. We'll continue to do it as long as we can. And a lot of that is thanks to you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone who's helped and supported us. Guys Games and Beer, Geekade. Stone Age Gamer, <clears throat> R3 Podcast, Cartridge Club, all you guys. I'm not going to name everybody, but you know who you are. <clears throat> if you've been around commenting, Pocket Rocket Radio, thank you for the theme song. I know you did that for me as Vigigamer. We continue to use it. Still awesome all these years later. Um, yeah, thanks to all of you. That's why we're here. Um, and I guess on to the next five years, huh? Yeah. Check out our uh, second podcast, which is a deeply investigative production on April O'Neil. Ooh, April We're starting a subreddit. Yep. April, <laughs> where you down? We're going to find you. Well, and with that, <clears throat> I suppose you could probably take us out. I will take us out. Thank you again for listening to us for five years. Really appreciate it. It's been a joy. Make sure you're following us on all of our social medias, on Twitter, on Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, while you're at it, send some emails our way. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any inside information on April O'Neil, you know, address, social security number, those kind of things, we are interested. 
So go ahead and send that to us via email. As always, friends, be kind. Rewind. We're five years old. It's time to stop shitting hey, our pants. I'm old enough for underoos now. Leave me alone. <laughs> Elf underoos. Turtles in a half shell. <laughs>